Last year, the ASU student count was over 100,000, with almost 75,000 of those students being on campus. That is a lot of students who need to get around town. And let's face it, most students don't have their own cars. But there are other options. From flash to light rail, the city of Tempe reported over 600,000 uses of public transportation in May of this year. Among the options are the Orbit neighborhood circulators, those medium-sized blue buses that weave through neighborhoods and connect various parts of Tempe. For students, these are appealing because they are completely free. But how effective are they at getting students to and from campus? I spent a few days talking to students who ride the Orbits to see what they had to say. Common complaints were of timeliness, safety, and overcrowding. ASU student Nicholas McCurdy uses the Orbit because he lives off campus and doesn't have a car. While he was waiting for the next bus to arrive, I asked him what he would change about the Orbits. I would like the drivers to be held more accountable, so maybe like more road checks, driving checks, and I want them to implement all the new buses on, because a lot of them don't have air conditioning, and also they don't accommodate disability, according to the Disabilities Act. The new buses have readers that like read off where the next stops are and what buses they are. The bus drivers don't announce it when people get on, and so they need to have either announce it or have the readers read it off. And the new buses have that, so I want those. Considering Tempe's orbit system is one of the most used in the city, he raises a good point. At times, people are patched shoulder to shoulder on these buses. Combined with the lack of an announcer on older models, it questions how well the orbits accommodate people with disabilities. This leads us to a major issue with the orbits, overcrowding. During hours of high volume, it is normal to see the orbits, both old and new, absolutely filled with people to the point it has to pass by stops with large groups of people waiting. Other times, the orbits take longer than the 15 minute expected wait time, leading to a larger crowd of people waiting to board. ASU student Lene Carlin shared her experience on this with me. The main criticism I have is that they're supposed to come every 10 to 15 minutes and in the afternoons they get backed up so it's just four in a row. So like all four will come and then it'll be 45 minutes until another bus comes and you're just like stuck here waiting. That's pretty much it. Has it ever made you late for anything or messed up your schedule? Uh, yeah. It doesn't usually happen in the mornings. The mornings are like consistent but in the afternoons like there'll be like 30 people waiting here because it's been so long since I came. Every student I talk to is grateful that the orbits are an option and that they are free, but not without their criticisms. I wanted to understand more about why the orbits were implemented in Tempe and some of the challenges the designers of the orbits went through. So I met with Sam Stevenson and Eric Iverson, who work for the City of Tempe's Transportation Office and oversee the orbit system. My name is Sam Stevenson. I'm a senior transit planner, so I oversee the transit program, all different modes, orbit, local bus, light rail. Then I'm Eric Iverson, the transit manager for City of Tempe. How did the orbit system begin and why here in Tempe? Tempe has always been supportive of public transportation and infrastructure that gives people options for how they move around the city. We had the first bike plan in the state in the 70s. Um, so Tempe's always been wanting to provide those kinds of options to just driving alone. And of course, having a college, a major university, where you typically have some of these more innovative ideas percolating out of, lent itself well to creating that climate for those um, investments to happen here. What really stems back to our uh, local dedicated transit tax, which was passed in 1996. One of the components of that tax was local neighborhood circulator service that goes into the neighborhoods and connects major activity centers within Tempe. And so we were really the first city, I believe, to have that kind of a tax passed. And so therefore, that's why you saw the, the system roll out like you did here in Tempe. We passed that in the fall of 1996, and 
It gives us a half cent. Did you say half cent? I didn't say that. Half cent sales tax. Every dollar that's spent in Tempe funding this program, the Orbit program, as well as most of our other transportation investments. And the language for, for the Orbit system was actually identified as neighborhood circulators in that ballot language in 1996. In the years since it's passed, we've put in all the Orbit routes that were promised to the community. There's one more route in the southern part of our city that was in our long-term transportation plan that hasn't been implemented. So that's that's the only one that hasn't been. So we look forward as we grow to eventually having another route, maybe even more in the long-term future. After talking to ASU students, they shared some of their issues with the orbits, things like overcrowding and safety concerns. Has the city found any challenges with the orbits? It's an ever-changing operation. You know, we're, we're, we're serving the public every day, small minor issues to larger issues that we try to resolve long-term. I'd say for the most part, one of the most frequent issues that we heard uh, was capacity. So, you know, the Orbit is a free service. It's, a, it's available. It, it connects many high-density neighborhoods to ASU. You have a lot of students living in those neighborhoods. And so when school is in session, you know, there's times a day when sometimes those buses are so full, other passengers may not be able to board. That was identified several years ago. And then back in 2017, we started a process to start increasing the size of some of the Orbit vehicles. And that's when you began to see the larger Orbit buses that are out there on some of the routes today. And we think that with that change, we're able to really address the capacity issue. Definitely you can fit a lot more people on the new Orbit buses than on the previous smaller ones. I'd say that's probably one of our most commonly heard issues. Only recently did we receive the last of those that we were planning to get. For example, Orbit Mars didn't previously have those buses. So when ASU resumed this year, we, uh, we did have several complaints of people getting passed by a full bus. But you know, just this past week, we're able to put more of the buses in service so we, I feel like we resolved the issue for the Mars route now. And that being said, I mean, I would say and that's kind of a good problem to have. You know, when you have so many people wanting to ride the system that you have to make sure that you have buses that are large enough to handle that capacity. We work really carefully at threading the needle with the size and the character of these buses because, as we said, this, the service is really going from our neighborhoods. It's connecting from our neighborhoods into other major destinations and other major streets. And so we're traveling in neighborhoods two-thirds, three-quarters yeah. or more, 80% of the routes are in our neighborhoods. So those are skinnier streets, slower speed streets, um, where people are you know, living their lives. And we want to make sure that this system fits in with that well and that it's not intrusive, that's a complement to those areas. And we're trying to get a, you know buses that are more intimate and compact as possible, but still handle that peak capacity of passengers, still have good air conditioning, still be able to you know, be clean, bring and go all day. So we have to kind of thread the needle on the purchase and selection of those buses to make sure that they, they work well in our neighborhoods. How do you maintain safety when on the orbits, especially with the high amounts of people who ride these buses? Really safety is number one to us. You know, it's huge, right? You gotta be safe when you run the transit system because you're dealing with the public. You don't know what's gonna happen. I mean, you have to have policies in place to be able to respond to issues and just try and mitigate the risk. We're constantly meeting with our service provider who employs the operators for the orbit to deal with day-to-day -day issues that may be brought up to us to try and make sure that anything that we perceive as a safety issue is incorporated into that operator training and retraining it's an ongoing effort to make sure that our operators have the latest and greatest information. Um, to your question specifically, the fact that these new buses really have 
such a greater capacity. The older buses, they really had um, passenger restriction because once you had so many people on there, you really start to push the weight capacity of that vehicle. Uh, these new vehicles, they're called heavy duty transit buses, which means you can really pack them full of people um, and you, it's really very difficult to push that bus over its weight limit. I don't think that we're gonna really have any overcrowding, but we won't be over capacity with the new vehicles that we just procured. Earlier this year, new medium-duty buses were tested by the city. Can we expect to see newly designed buses added to the fleet? It hasn't been determined yet, so we just received our 25th heavy-duty um, orbit bus. And so that was to address the three routes that we know have major overcrowding issues, the Jupiter, the Mercury, and the Mars. We now have enough buses to run entirely larger buses on those routes. The other routes we operate, the Venus, the Earth route, and the Saturn, they don't typically have as many overcrowding issues as we see on the, the other routes. So we feel like we may not need to go out and invest in such a large heavy-duty vehicle for those routes. So what you're referring to, the medium-duty transit bus, was one that we tested because it's a potential option that we may end up with in the future. What we're really trying to do right now is we have to go through a competitive procurement process because we use federal dollars to purchase new buses, but we've written a scope of work which is very specific to our needs here in Tempe for the orbit. And so we think that we're gonna get a variety of different options proposed as potential solutions. Could be a medium-duty, could be a heavy-duty. I'm not sure yet, but those were just some different trials we ran so that we had an idea of what may work and what doesn't. Tempe is growing, as well as ASU's student body. The city is only going to get busier. The future of the orbit system's effectiveness depends on how well they serve a growing number of people. Be on the lookout for new buses being tested in Tempe neighborhoods, but with a wave of buses added just two weeks ago, you may already notice a difference on your orbit route. And as always, for the State Press, I am Balan Overstolz-McNair.